We have our Companions for the Journey member reflectors going in the order of kind of how long they've been with the church. And um, our first speaker this morning is Giamatti. Good morning. When I got here in 04, uh, I went searching. Uh, I needed a home. And so I visited a church, a different church, every Sunday. And uh, there's one on every bleeding corner. <laughs> Smorgasbord. Um, but as a Celtic pagan, I, with a deep, studied respect for all religions, I knew what I was in for. And unfortunately, I was right in a large respect. I was in Holy Rollerland, complete with two-faced invitations and lies. With the fire and brimstone of many a church and an equally hungry congregants that pounced on me like rabid dogs with an overdose of Martha Stewart. Hi, have you found Jesus yet? With just the right amount of, if you haven't, I'm going to convert you right now. In it, I wanted to run for the hills. Scared out of my wits and depressed to think that I had left all that I loved for this dreadful heat and a sense that southern hospitality was a myth. Before long, though, I stumbled, exhausted, alone, and desperate, into divine woods, and I wandered into a palace. The majesty of the trees rose up everywhere, the peace of the trail surrounding it, like an essence, an eternal essence. The kitchen, the social hall, even the nursery, whispers, small and bold, like the who's in Horton, here's a who. We're here! There's a royalty, strolling, inviting and calm in the hallways. There's, there's a peace here that seems to have reached down to the Earth's core and rooted itself right here, where it belongs. And I wondered at myself for all my learning. It's a sacred thing, this place. And it's not just the building of the woods, magnificent though they are. The sacred is the hand that reaches out silently to make sure you're not hurting alone. The sacred is the encouraging word spoken at the right time together with faithful eyes, letting me know I have the strength to do whatever I need to. And thank you, Barbara, for bringing us sacred sounds every week. And thanks to our fabulous choir for doing the same. What makes this place truly sacred is you, every one of you. But perhaps I can say it better in a poem. And yes, you have your, only yourselves to blame. You inspired this. The Roaming Soul. I hail from another world, California of cultural pearls and a sweet spiritual home. And from my far perch, I realized here with a lurch, I had no place to call home. Here and there, Baptists and Methodists were everywhere, and a Catholic in the trees. With a sigh down the road, I carried a sad load. No haven could I see. All fire and brimstone, I felt all alone. No soulful refuge could there be. A little farther still, into the forest I did will, a palace of spiritual grace did I find, with encouraging smiles and varying styles, and a respect that is most kind. 
From warm, devoted hands, this palace is grand, even if the roof does occasionally leak. But here, the glory rings, not just in how we pray or sing, but with each other, in how we roam and speak. Here, an unjudging grace, I do find in this place, all souls, a palace for this roaming soul. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Steve Caldwell, and here's the journey that led me to All Souls. Does anyone know what a Unitarian Universalist is? Well, the punchline for that joke is an atheist with children. (laughs) And that joke is the short version of my journey, but there's a longer story as well. Many years ago, my first encounter with Unitarian Universalism happened in 1981, where Susan and I, we had our wedding in Athens, Georgia. We were looking for a setting where we could get married. Susan was raised as a questioning Catholic with a Presbyterian mom and a Catholic dad, and I really wasn't very religious at all, much to the aggravation of my mom. We both had relatives that would be more comfortable with a religious ceremony instead of a simple justice of the peace wedding. And Susan's dad had the great idea of suggesting that we talk to the Unitarian minister in our town. He thought this would be a solution for both of us. I attended the Athens, Georgia Unitarian Universalist Church occasionally, but I didn't call myself a Unitarian or a Unitarian Unitarian Universalist yet. In 1980 and 1981, just signing the book was just way too religious for me. (laughs) However, a few years later when I enlisted in the Air Force, I told the recruiter I was a Unitarian, and that's what they put on my dog tags. (laughs) Fast forward to 1987 when our daughter Delia was born. We face the dilemma that many UU parents face. How do we let our child know what our values are and also let her discover her own values as she goes from childhood to adulthood? And that's a very delicate balance, and how do we achieve that? From our wedding experience, we knew about Unitarian Universalism and how it might help us as parents. But we were far away from the nearest UU congregation. We were living in a small town about three and a half hours north of Detroit. We discovered that the UUA has an excellent church-by-mail program called the Church of the Larger Fellowship for isolated families like ours. We did some UU stuff with Delia in the house around holidays and other times of the year. And a few years later, we added yet another wonderful person to our family when Charlie was born in 1992. Shortly after Charlie was born, we left northern Michigan for Rapid City, South Dakota. In Rapid City, we discovered there was a real flesh and blood people in a building UU congregation there where we could actually meet people face-to-face, and they had real classes for our kids. After three years in Rapid City, the Air Force said it was time to move, so we came down here to Shreveport and Bossier City in December of 95. I had visited All Souls a few times in the autumn of 95 uh, before our family had moved here. I remember Ron Thurston and Charlotte Crowley working at the membership table out front, welcoming me on a warm September day. I remember Barbara saying from the piano that day, And compared to our church-by-mail experience and the small lay-led fellowship in Rapid City, we were amazed by how big this place seemed to us at the time. And our kids enjoyed having RE classes where half the kids were not named Caldwell. (laughs) And that's, that's the long story about how I got here. The other question I've been asked to talk about today is why I've stayed. Charlie overheard me asking Susan this last Sunday, and he had one possible answer, computer tech support. (laughs) 
But there's probably a more complete answer than that. We don't talk about salvation very much in UU settings. I've never heard, heard anybody here ask, are you saved? Hellfire and damnation in Unitarian Universalism went out out of fashion in the early 1800s, where our, uh, Hosea Ballou and other early Universalists rejected the idea that we'd be worried about the afterlife. We were worried about salvation in the here and now. And we do have a theology of salvation. We just don't talk about it very much. Rebecca Parker, who is the president of the Star King School for the Ministry and one of our leading theologians, she has a short and pithy summary of what our salvation is, how we look at salvation as a faith community. We offer salvation from those things that deny life or make life less whole. We offer salvation from those things that deny life or make life less whole. And when I heard this, a light bulb went off over my head. To me, this explained why I'm here at All Souls and also active as a Unitarian Universalist elsewhere. I've been very active in our denomination as a curriculum trainer for the Our Whole Lives Lifespan Sexuality Education Series. And that was jointly developed by us as a denomination and the United Church of Christ. And our curriculum that we have like this offers more than one example. It's just one example of the salvation we offer. Just one way that we save people from those things that can either deny life or make it less whole. Just think of the negative messages that are here in the Southern Bible Belt culture about sexuality in our bodies. And how being in a church like ours might offer salvation from that. And there are plenty of other ways that we offer salvation in a world greatly in need of salvation. The promise of salvation, along with providing computer tech support, is why I stay at All Souls. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Kathy Osuch. Um, I've been a member here since, um, well, formally since 1986. Um, I first came because uh, I moved to Shreveport in 1976 as Air Force wife and uh, found Shreveport to be a really tough town for a liberal and non-traditional uh, spirituality. So I had heard about Unitarian Universalism years before, but that's, I kind of thought Shreveport, most people in Shreveport seem to me to be friends with people they'd known since kindergarten, um, their relatives, or people from their church group. So I thought, well, I can't do the first two, so I might try a church. And I said, well, I've heard about that Unitarian church, so I'll try it. So I came and I, um, I just found a wonderful community. At first it was, um, you know, I walked in the door, I sat down with the service and I ran out, being, you know, an introvert like many of us are. But the more I got involved in the activities um, and got to know people, I found that these people had um, a really deep spirituality. Because the people who were here were the people who questioned. They didn't just accept what they were taught as a child, you know, verbatim, and um, because if they hadn't, they'd still be in their church of origin. So there was a lot of really thoughtfulness here, as well as kindness and friendship that, that really resonated with me. Um, <clears throat> I was raised Catholic uh, in Southern California, 
kind of an interesting mix. <laughs> um, but in college, uh, became an atheist. And, but yet still retain some of the, what I felt the teachings of Jesus that I felt was real important. Um, I felt that the, the do unto others was excellent, um, except for a wonderful sermon of Barbara's where she talked about really don't do unto others what you wouldn't want done to you was more appropriate message because you can't know what's right for another person. So just don't do what you feel is um, hurtful to you. Um, was really good. Um, uh, um, and I also thought that the, um, the, the message of Jesus about taking care of the least of these uh, was a very important message, um, which led to my 30 years' work with child protection because I felt the least of these would be certainly children whose own parents wouldn't protect them. Um, but I've, I've learned, I've had such wonderful, rich experiences because there's so many great ideas, so many wonderful new ways of thinking, of living, of um, cooking even, that I've been exposed to in this church, in this community that's, that's really enriched my life. Um, and it's been fun for me as a questioning person to kind of try and wrap my mind around some of the new ideas. I've been a member of the Eastern Religions Group now. Um, well, this fall it'll be 10 years that we've been meeting together every Tuesday. And um, some of my best friends are in that group. You know, and trying to wrap your mind around, um, like, reincarnation and try and understand, you know, how that would fit into a spirituality has been real enriching for me. Um, as well as, I think, it's a wonderful place to put into practice the, the covenant groups as well as the larger group. This, the messages of Unitarianism, of being respectful of other people's ideas, of, of really seeking to understand rather than coming at it from a point of, if it's different, it's wrong. Um, so, and then, then there was a wonderful sermon here from this pulpit, um, which many years, maybe about 10 years ago, made me change because the, the title of the sermon was Aggies of the World Unite. And his, <laughs> the, the minister from Texas, um, his point was that you can't really be sure. You can't be sure. Uh, and so after that sermon, I said, okay, I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic because, no, you can't be sure. But my um, own spiritual path has always been even though when I wasn't sure there was a God, it was kind of like Garrison Keillor who said even the atheists in, in Minnesota are Lutherans because it's a Lutheran God they don't believe in. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so even when I, when I was sure there wasn't a God, I, was, I really had a strong feeling that if there was a creator, not necessarily an entity that wanted to be worshipped, but a creator of all this, the most important thing to that entity would be that we would take care of each other and not mess up the cre this creation. And that logically has formed my spirituality for many years and why I'm 
a longtime member of the Sierra Club, um, an environmentalist um, on the Green Committee, all those other things. But um, anyhow, this, I value this church because the honest exchange of ideas, again, the really seeking to understand, to know each other, and to find out more about your spiritual path, because that enriches me to, to think about ideas that had never occurred to me and weigh them, the pros and cons, and see if it fits for me, like it says in the little bulletin. Um, what makes me a better person, uh, more spiritual, I've gained so much, and um, I have also come to know some of the very best people at Treeport. So, anyhow, thank you very much for being here for me. People in this church arrive from many different paths. Sometimes we speak from wounds. Sometimes we speak from strengths. We don't all share the same ideas, nor do we expect each other to. That's the diversity that we talk about. <clears throat> 